Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Game On, the podcast. In this first episode, I'm delighted to welcome Dean Ahmed, entrepreneur and CEO of Fine Edge Cricket, one of the biggest sports management agencies in the world, representing and co-representing some of the world's top sporting figures. Dean competed in the most recent series of The Apprentice, surviving for 10 weeks with, I believe, a stay-in-touch commendation from Lord Sugar. Dean, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, mate. I'm excited to, uh, to be here. That's all right. No, absolute pleasure. We're very excited to speak to you and hear all about all the things that you've been up to. So just a bit about yourself, like um, if you could explain kind of what you do uh, with Fine Edge Cricket. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 21 years old, um, Essex born and bred. Uh, I've always been very entrepreneurial. At about 15, I started my sports management company. Um, and effectively, what we do is represent international cricketers, handle all their commercials, contracts, sponsorships, uh, the whole sort of 360 service. Uh, and obviously, yeah, as you mentioned, rightfully, mate, we're on The Apprentice this year, which was which was all sort of a big whirlwind and an amazing experience. Yeah, really, really cool. And obviously... The kind of world of sports shut down at the moment. Um, so, how are you coping with that? Yeah, it's it's look, it's very very uncertain times, crazy times. Um, I mean, from my perspective, you know, my whole work is dictated around sport going on, and you know, even just if it's not sport, then appearances and little bits and bobs, and you know, obviously everyone's in lockdown at the moment. Absolutely nothing can happen, so everything's yeah. on a bit of a bit of a halt. So yeah, it's challenging times, but I think everyone's just sort of in the same boat globally, or at least nationally, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And um, because everything's kind of shut down, um, do you see there's any opportunities in other areas that you might be able to do with the sport? Um, I mean, potentially, look, I think I'm taking this time to sort of more self-reflection from a business point of view as well, thinking, you know, when things do pick up again in terms of, you know, the lockdown stops and stuff, then, yeah, I mean, how we can grow as a business and stuff like that. But Are you you still in touch with all the people, uh, like the cricketers and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, of course, look, obviously... uh, in terms of my business strategy and stuff, the way I am as a as an agent, my sort of philosophy is that I've my player agent relationship is always very very close. So I've got a really close relationship, almost um, very you know almost pals and sort of close friends with all you know pretty much all my clients. So I'm regularly in touch with them, if not daily, then you know every couple of days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, it's it's obviously really important to keep that up uh, during these times so that you can maintain them and then carry them on afterwards. Um, so let's just go back to, I mean, The Apprentice. That's that's absolutely incredible. I mean, you're 20 years old, right? Yeah, just turned 21. Just turned 21. Wow. Yeah. Um, and you went on the, the Apprentice at the age of 20. I mean, that's awesome. So, why did you choose to go and go down that route? Um, look, it's always been something I've watched since I was a, a youngster. Um, and obviously, for me, I wanted to go on that show more of just a profile builder to give me a bit of a platform to to be able to then, you know go to the next level in in my life but also business um and sort of just give me that boost and you know i've been very grateful for that opportunity and i think you know it's, it's done what i've wanted it to do yeah yeah no that's it's it's really really quite a good show and um and so you obviously watched it on tv um and then went through it how do you say the two compare um that's a great question actually i think it is very different look all of us include myself you know typically a very stereotypical apprentice thing where you know you look at people and you think oh what idiots i could do a better job than this and that sort of thing and when you actually do it you actually realize you know it's sort of set up for disaster and you know it's it's obviously a tv show so they show one percent of what happens and stuff but as i said i I knew that going in there and you know i was very grateful no regrets sort of thing 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so just speak to us a little bit about the process of joining. I mean, I've heard it's really quite difficult to get in. Yeah, look, I think 70,000 people roughly applied when I went for it. And um, there's just loads of rounds of auditions. They test obviously different things about, you know, one, you as a person, um, you know, what you're like and the strengths and weaknesses. And then two, obviously your business acumen and stuff like that. I think, you know, obviously they've got to fit 16 different sort of profiles, different looks, different people, different agendas. And so, yeah, it's it's a, everyone's a sort of different fit. And then obviously it's an interesting watch to see how those people then um, collaborate and work together. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, like, it must have been so, so scary starting off, um, kind of going into that boardroom for the first time. Um, what were your kind of thoughts and feelings with, uh, on that first day? Yeah, literally, as you said, mate, it's, it's that uncertainty. So I remember that first day, crazy feeling. And, you know, you walk in there and you see Lord Sugar, Karen Claude, you, you still haven't spoken to any of the candidates. And it's crazy, that first feeling. And that's when it sort of hits you. And, you know, we were very lucky that after you know 10 15 20 minutes he then said we were off to south africa that following evening and so we headed to south africa so massive whirlwind massive adrenaline rush uncertainty pressure but you know that's what people thrive on and, and, yeah yeah and, and then you and then you did south africa am i right in thinking that you ended up in the uh, in the boardroom on that first occasion yeah, yeah first two weeks it was a bit of a um roller coaster that whole journey so first two weeks in first week one as well um, i mean I, I wasn't really under the the pressure in, in that first boardroom but um yeah it was crazy and obviously that definitely impacted the, the whole process for me now yeah would you say there was quite a lot that you learned then in those first two weeks um i mean look i, I don't think really that show is massively representative of business acumen or your business skills or stuff like that i think you know it's just it's a difficult it's a difficult one really it's more about the show and how you're going to sort of just push through things and mentally and, you know, staying strong mentally. And, you know, for example, your, your mind plays games in you in that sort of environment, you know, so yeah. it's crazy. You cut throat, you, you know, no family, no phone, no nothing for, you know, up to two months and stuff like that. So yeah, look, I, I learned loads in that process, but from a business. Obviously, you're obviously quite used to the, the whole isolation feeling then. Um, yeah, exactly, mate. What better timing. And, and how, how did you cope? I mean, that's, that's quite a stressful environment to be in. I'm a very so big socialite, and so you know we're always surrounded. You're always surrounded by people in that house. Um, I mean, towards the end of it, obviously, I lasted the vast majority of it, and you know, it did get a bit tiring, frustrating, and you know, it's crazy. You can't do what you want to treat like a baby for two months, but you know, that's what you signed up for, and that's where the best is sort of differentiated. So, yeah, um, were, were there people in there that you felt you got on particularly well with? Yeah, yeah, I was very lucky. I um, made some really good mates and. And whatnot. So I had a great experience, and you know, if I could do it again, I definitely would. It's you're looking back on it now. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling where, you know, how everything just sort of happened so quickly, and I remember it like yesterday. So, and you you obviously survived ten weeks. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty impressive, especially at the age of twenty. Um, do you feel there's anything that set you apart from the other candidates? No, I mean, I think Lord Sugar probably. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think he saw something in me um, and maybe, you know, it wasn't the right time or something and he sort of wanted to see more and more of me and, and that's probably why he kept me in. Obviously, he had a lot of opportunities to, to find me at different points. Um, but no, it was good fun and, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I really relished that opportunity. And, and Lord Sugar did say stay in touch. Have you uh, sent him a message or anything? Not yet. I mean, I'm planning on, I definitely won't. Um, leave that stone unturned so you know when the moment's right and when the time's right I'll, I'll definitely 
definitely get in touch. Yeah, no, well, it's certainly a very, very good connection to have. And I take you're still in touch with all the other candidates from The Apprentice. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, from Karina, who won it, to, to Tom, to Ryan, and, you know, I'm good mates with most of the candidates. So it's, it's definitely great. great yeah, I, mean, to have. I saw you doing a, um, an Instagram live the other night with uh, Ryan, I think it was. Yeah, 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 that was interesting. That was good fun. So, <laughs> nice. Good. Look, I met some amazing people, did some amazing things, things I'd never have done before. So, it was unbelievable. And, I, you know, I'll always have that now with me for the rest of my life. So, it's great, even just thinking about it now, brings back so many memories and stuff. And, you know, such a whirlwind of emotions and, and whatnot. Yeah, so I, I bet. I mean, yeah, getting grilled in the uh, in the room and then going out and creating roller coaster, everything. It's, it's quite the opportunity. Um, would you say there was one thing that you really felt that you learned from the experience? Um, I don't know, maybe like mental strength. Um, mentally, it's very hard, as I said, in that process for, for anyone, um, even if you are very mentally strong, it's, it's challenging and testing. And I think um, probably just a bit more resilience and, um, and mental strength, I'd say, definitely. Because, you know, you, as, you said, as I said, my mind, your mind plays games and you're in that, in that environment and then stay strong and then come out on the, on the better side of it is, is so important obviously in that environment but also in life so that's probably one thing I'd say. Okay yeah and if someone was looking to come and uh, do what you've done I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of people that would love the opportunity. Um, have you got any words of wisdom that you could pass on? Yeah well in terms of The Apprentice or in terms of uh, in just in life and business and stuff like that? We'll, we'll get on to the other things at the moment just in terms of The Apprentice at the moment. Um, yeah, look, I'd say if you were, I mean, look, you look at some people in that process, not everyone's a confident extrovert, they're introverts as well. But I'd say what's important is you do, be, you know, you're able to stick up for yourself. And if you think you can do that and you think you're entrepreneurial and you think you've, you know, you've got ambi- you're ambitious and whatnot, then yeah, definitely go for it. Be yourself, be confident. And, and then obviously, you know, what's meant to happen will happen. Yeah. So speaking of ambition, I mean, you set up a company at what, age 15? Yeah, 15, 16, yeah. I mean, wow, that's, that's quite very, very impressive. Um, obviously got that entrepreneurial drive um, to you. So why did you go about starting that? So I've always loved um, sport from a very young age, whether, you know, I remember being at I believe, like 11, 12, always checking the scores and even American football, golf, like just always having my favourite sort of team or person who I'd always then follow. Um, so always, the passion for sports always been there. And then I think, I, as you said, very quickly developed an entrepreneurial bit of spirit and I sort of combined the two and that was for me to go down that route in terms of sports management. I love sort of dealing with people, client-based things and I love the business side of sport. And so, you know, that's why I did it and, you know, it's the best decision I've ever done, I think. Yeah, I bet. And you've obviously learned a lot along the way. Um, how did you go about starting that? Because it's quite quite something that you've built it into today. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's hard, right? Because at a young age, it's it's not easy for people to take you seriously, and you've got a lot of unconscious bias, etc. Um, I think for me, uh, in terms of how I actually started practically, I literally just messaged a few people on LinkedIn, and I always think, you know, LinkedIn is such an underrated platform. You can literally you know, find anyone in the world who you want to in, in a business environment and email them and, you know, just has, have an honest chat. So I remember I emailed a few coaches, got their sort of number saying, look, you know, I want to do some, you know, things. I want to see what I can do for you, et cetera, et cetera. Probably a pretty naive message at the time. And then one thing led to another, flew out to Dubai and then just networked. And then, you know, over the last probably three, two, three years, it's probably, you know, obviously what I do full time now, but become a lot more serious and, and established. Would you say it's um, it's what you want it to be at the moment, or is there something that you still want to take it on to become? 
No, definitely. Look, I mean, my business is always growing. There's definitely a lot more growth in it. Um, so this is just the start. And I think, look, if I'm 21 now, by the time I'm 23, 24, you know, I'll still hopefully have, you know, the big, 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 big names continually getting bigger and dominant. Yeah. And then obviously hopefully going to other sports. And, um, you know, I think being young in business is actually a massive advantage rather than disadvantage. Um that's obviously another whole big topic to go into, but you know that's definitely um, something I think I stride myself on. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that uh, it's better to be well, not better, but it's got its advantages being young. Um, like, what, why would you say that's the case? Because a lot of the perception is that if you come in at being quite young, uh, then people won't really respect you because they don't think you've got the knowledge, the expertise, and that sort of thing. Yeah, look, there's always going to be unconscious bias. It could be the best at world in the world at something. Um, but I just think there'll always be that bias. It can be, you know, regard, regarding sex, regarding um, age, colour, religion, whatever it is, um, there's always going to be an unconscious bias. And the, my sort of perspective on it, yeah, obviously it's not great, but you've sort of got, got to get on with it. You can't just sit there and complain because unfortunately the world we live in is always going to have it. And so for me, I always just sort of push through that. And um, in terms of an age thing, I think... I just think, for example, at this age where we don't have typically, obviously, yes, there's exceptions, but typically the trend is, you know, you don't have families, you don't have bills, you don't have et cetera, et cetera, baggage into, you know, in, in a certain way, then you can afford to work for free. You can work to, afford to work for this and that and just tirely, tirelessly take risks, go out there, work those crazy hours. And this is the age where you can sort of work um, taking those risks really, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really agree with you. Um, and in particular... Uh, and the stuff that I'm doing, I can really relate. Um, so sort of speaking about the, the game on, um, which is about connecting people in sport, what would you say your role is in connecting people in sport? Yeah, well, look, I manage, um, obviously, some of the top athletes play for England, play for South Africa, et cetera, et cetera. Them guys who I then pioneer, pioneer their careers. Um, you, know, you only have to look at this summer, right? England have won the World Cup. Uh, obviously, we have the Ashes over here. And, you know, in terms of connecting people in sport and the next generation you know whether it be kids both boys girls they'll always look up to these sort of figures so it's important that these guys are the exact role models people who you know the next generation should be looking up to you know both on but also off the field and now is the perfect time for that sport is becoming com so commercialized in particular cricket is now on such a big platform where you know everyone in all four corners of the world is sort of watching it uh, and so it's important that the next generation as i said have you know, the right inspiration, the right leaders in intact. Yeah, speaking of the, the next generation, um, I mean, we're going to be launching in, in university. Um, so it's obviously quite a lot of young and upcoming players. Um, what, would you, what sort of advice would you give them um, if they wanted to get to this level? Because you're obviously pulling out the best players. So what, what is it that you're looking for and how can these players uh, then go and achieve that? Well, yeah, look, elite sport, in whatever sport is incredibly competitive um, and if you're going to get to the top you're going to have to you know work like that top one percent but you know and that's not the right for everyone everyone should do what their you know as cliche as it says their heart says and what they actually want to and if you want to do something then you go tunnel vision you ignore everything else you ignore what your you know your parents say you know what your friends say and you just get tunnel vision and you work tirelessly to get it and if it's meant to be it will be um but you know if you don't you don't give up after one week, a month, three months, six months, twelve months. You you know you just don't give up, and one yeah. day hopefully you you do you do get them goals. And and how much would you say um, like technology is obviously becoming quite a big thing? Um, so there's one thing putting all the work in, 
Um, but how much would you say technology uh, plays a role in like the analytics of, of people's um, strokes and all these sorts of things in cricket? Oh, yeah, look, cricket's the, the best example of that. Five, ten years ago, if you look at franchise cricket, for example, which is a big thing in terms of where the money is in, in, the, in cricket, people would then just pick players on, you know, basically... Again, unconscious bias, people who they liked, people who they just had a gut feeling of, or people who they, you know, they heard of, etc. Whereas now, increasingly, analytics are coming into the game. You know, I was just in Pakistan for the Pakistan Super League, best players in the world. Um, and, you know, one team who were the leading t- team in that tournament had three analysts in one team. Wow. Uh, obviously, looking at in-game analytics uh, for the draft, obviously picking the best players on data, etc., etc. So, yeah, look, I know it's the same for all sport because becoming more... Um, tech uh, able and you know more familiar with tech and using it more and more because it's so accessible now um, people are now relying on data and obviously for rightfully so because they can then look at the trends about who why where make decisions as I said in game and out of game yeah so would you say you're quite well connected with these sort of people that are, that are doing the analytics so you can find the right players yeah for sure um, obviously yeah stats you know the, the expression stats that lie is true um, but for us it's about a balance of things um it's got to be the right right person but yeah look at the end of the day the stats don't lie so yeah for sure i was wondering when you'd bring the at the end of the day into the uh into the podcast <laughs> there we go <laughs> I'd, I'd just been watching your uh, little intro for the um the apprentice and uh yeah. <laughs> it's quite a commonly used phrase i believe yeah that's it mate that's <laughs> um, okay yeah that's that's absolutely incredible and um so we, we spoke a little bit about um your plans kind of to grow the business um obviously there's a little break at the moment um but what are your big plans for taking fine edge cricket on yeah look the last um i think self self-reflection is so important and so for the last like obviously since the show it's been hectic out and about all the time different things and obviously that's important networking and whatnot but now i've sort of this has been the perfect time almost for quarantine and that i'm sort of sitting down and you know, setting my goals from a business point of view and from a personal point of view from a business point of view you know i very much want to be you know two three years the the market leader and the monopoly in the industry um you know it's a hard industry it's a weird industry in that you know you can't for example work 14 15 hours and then necessarily get better there's no direct correlation you can't sign more clients overnight it just takes time and consistency but you know there's different ways of doing it and obviously the goal is to be super super busy that's the sort of person i am i love being busy i hate being bored i hate being with nothing to do i love being stressed i love coming back at two in the morning and and sort of then waking up at 6 a.m i love that sort of feeling and that's what i live for um and so that's the goal and so for me to be able to do that i want to you know i've made certain measures whether it's from a business perspective in terms of how i'm going to go out there and sign my next batch of clients how i'm going to stand out from the crowd how i'm going to um be you know different to everyone else and, and make sure i'm the, not just saying i'm the best but also then delivering and executing that i'm the best so do, would you say you're beginning to start building a really good kind of uh trust within the um within the industry now yeah definitely it's a very sort of small industry in that you know typically especially in the uk but pretty much even globally all the agents sort of know everyone generally all the players do you know from just mingling around at the tournaments as i said i've just been at psl so you know whether it be james vince england player whether you know i've got ravi on board you know all these different players you know everyone just knows everyone sort of thing so it's a very small world and yeah, reputation in that game, especially, for example, is massively massive. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I bet. 
So other than um, what you do with Fine Edge Cricket, um, do you have any other plans of what you might want to do? Setting up another business? Would you go into business with some one of the uh, candidates from The Apprentice? Have you got anything else that you're considering? Um, yeah, look, as I said, uh, I want to be busy all the time and, and sort of working non-stop. And I think this is the age where, you know, typically 21 to, to 27 or 21 to 30, whatever it is, you can be able to, you know, work those hours tirelessly. And so I'm thinking of something, you know, launching a new business and hopefully, you know, people will see that pretty soon. Um, it's called the Brunch Club London. Very, very obviously different to, to what we do now, but it's just a different sort of business. And, you know, we're basically doing exclusive luxury brunches. Um, at top venues across London, uh, and so that's something exciting in the pipeline. Obviously, really COVID nineteen has put obviously put something in, you know, put that in a bit of a stumbling block. But obviously, once it all hopefully dies down, God willing, then you know we'll be back up and running and ready to launch. So you're able to keep your motivation up at the moment to carry on working on these sort of things. Yeah, look, I think it, I read something the other day which was quite an interesting perspective on it. In that. Um, really, if you're not, if you're not, if you're lazy or if you're unmotivated, then you're just doing the wrong thing. Um, yeah. Typically, if people, for example, in their nine to five jobs, are they're like, you know, you hear them on a Sunday night, oh, I can't be asked to go to work tomorrow. Then that's because they don't enjoy it and they don't want to do that. My perspective is, why do that in life when you, you know, why waste your time doing something you don't actually enjoy? Um, and so that's why I think, you know, I always stay generally motivated. But of course, people naturally are in, you know, troughs of their work sort of rhythm. Yeah, yeah. And kind of being, being quite an entrepreneur, there's quite a lot of risks to it. Do you feel that when you're uh, approaching the players for finance cricket, do you feel uh, ever that there's a concern that they're going to say no and then that's going to scuff your chances further down the line? Um, yeah, look, no is almost one of the best things to hear in business, I think. Um, yeah, short-term pain, long-term happiness, long-term reward, long-term success. Um, because you just learn from it as cliche as it sounds and you think you know that player said why uh sorry said that player said no but why is that and then you combat those reasons then obviously become a better person become a better entrepreneur yeah yeah and and it looks like you've clearly um been taking all that on board and um, becoming better and better every day um so let's just talk a bit more about yourself you're obviously a cricket player from a young age is that right yeah, yeah, I used to play cricket, so from my school, and you know, I used to play a lot of sport in general. But yeah, that's why. Yeah, you played first eleven, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I played for my school. It's been a long time now since I've sort of played yeah. and picked up that. But you know, this weather and obviously being stuck in, inside has made me sort of uh, relive those moments. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you play any other sports as well? Yeah, I used to play football, as I said, massive sports enthusiast, so I used to play literally everything. Um, but yeah, obviously since I've sort of started my business and stuff, that's sort of um, you know, less and less so. Yeah, but uh, would you say you're able to try and do a bit of sport to kind of get that right balance? Yeah, definitely. Look, sport is so pivotal, I think. I think sport's unbelievably important. I mean, from so many different point of views. One, I think mental health, which is obviously so big right now, rightfully so. You know, you only have to see being stuck indoors is mm. not good for anyone to get out there, to get out and about and fresh and even just the fresh air. And obviously, you know, even from inside your brain uh, sort of view, I remember reading something where for your mental health effectively, it's incredibly healthy to get out there, exercise, etc. fundamentals. But socially, you know, whether making friends or social skills, this, you know, it's just so important, for, as I said, for different reasons. So, yeah, absolutely ma- massive on that. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, I really agree with you on that, and I, I agree with the mental health things. Um, it's yeah, I, I think sport is massive, which is why 
getting this game on. Um, I think it could be really, really beneficial. Um, so I'm just interested to hear from your point of view. Um, you always played sport at school um, and um, you, you're a major part of sport and the sporting world now. Yeah, so what would you say are the most important factors in the connections that you make in sport? Um, yeah, look, I think it's a, it depends, right? Everyone's different. Some people it's age, some people it's their interests. I was very different that, you know, I could then, you know, I remember playing cricket, for example, with, you know, the old Vicks, we used to call it one of the Brickwood teams where, you know, there'd be people of different ages, 40, 50, even upwards of 50. So it didn't matter for me. For me, it was about, you know, passion and having a laugh and stuff like that. So I think everyone's different. So for me, it was about just generally getting on with everyone and a it was regardless of age and stuff like that I always was able to sort of connect with people uh, regardless yeah and it sounds like you still are in, in the world of business as well uh what well, it's been really really uh, great um hearing from you about the apprentice and everything um as, as we're going to be doing with all of these podcasts uh, we're going to wrap things off now uh with two truths and one lie uh, i'm quite interested to see what you've got here uh, so yeah when you're ready okay um I've, I realised I said one of them during my thing, so let me rethink one of them. <laughs> right, so um, let's go. Right, so the first one is, so I've got a family of five. I've got two sisters, me, my mum, my dad and me. Okay. Um, every single person in that family was born in a different country. Okay. okay. That's the first one. Uh, I'm a massive, number two, I'm a massive adrenaline junkie, as I've said. Um, I've been to... Disneyland, well, obviously, you know where Disneyland is, every year for the last three years. Okay, quite believable. Um, and three, I started my business at age 15. So that, well, that would test if people have been listening, right? <laughs> okay, interesting. Right, um, I'm, I'm going to put my guess in now. I don't want you to say uh, what one it is, and we'll leave, we'll leave people to try and guess and see if they can work it out. Um, I'm personally going to go for the second one that you said. Um, okay. I'll, I'll be very interested to hear. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Dean, for coming onto the podcast. It's no, been no, an no, absolute no, pleasure. Great initiative. Um, obviously, wish you the best of luck with it and obviously keep in touch. It sounds really good and I'll, I'll be uh, obviously following updates and whatnot anyway. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you very much, Dean. Thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate that. If you're a keen cricket player looking to improve your game, or in fact in any sport, if you're looking for people to play with in your area at the right level for you, then watch out for Game On, the app, coming soon. To find out more, go to www.game-on.uk or visit our Instagram at game underscore on underscore sport, helping you to connect through sport when you want, where you want.